Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City in the state of Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the, the Mormon uh, scripture yeah. that, that they've... Uh, they're not distant. What are they doing? It's, it's they, They're redefining what it is. They're moving the, the goalposts. The book of Abraham. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're changing the rules. <laughs> they're cheating is what they're doing. They are cheating. Mid-game, they're changing the rules. Yeah. You and I were going to kind of back off the Mormon thing for a while because it's like we've been, been hitting it pretty it so much. But, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. They just they just got you know. shit going on. <laughs> They won't shut up. <laughs> well, they they sh- won't stop doing things. <laughs> so what are we supposed? What is and a podcast in Salt Lake City supposed to do? Yeah, and yeah. If you guys are sick of it, you can feel free to let us know. Tell we, us. We would like to hear your feedback because we're sick of it. Oh, I'm not sick of we it. We want to stop talking I find about it, this. I find it delightful. <laughs> I think the Mormons are one of the weirdest, cool, funnest groups to deal with. I just think every time I see something from them, I'm just like, mm. you guys have gone crazy. <laughs> just when you, because they're the most boring humans on the planet, mm. and then they just go a little loco. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, shall I tell you a story? Please do. Now, we talked about the whole Hobby Lobby decision uh, that the Supreme Hobby Court uh, came to recently. Okay. Yes, Disappointing. We did. It was a disappointing it, it was. I, I was sorely disappointed. Yeah. Um, well, so there was a secondary thing that happened. It sort of slid in under the radar, um, where there was an emergency request from Wheaton College, uh, to, uh, because here's the deal with Obamacare, Obama came up with a, a workaround so that uh, for for the uh, for the mandate for the 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 contraception mandate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that if the company would sign a a certificate, sign a, essentially a, a letter that just says it's a form that says that we have an, a religious objection to this. Oh, okay. This is their accommodation. Oh, um, if they if you them. if you signed a form certifying your objection. Then the insurer will provide um, basically a coverage the coverage directly to the person mm. to the woman rather than to the company. So the company doesn't pay for it. Wow! And it goes just sort of directly to the woman. Oh, that's okay. So uh, okay. Now what's what, what, completely what is the okay. wacky about this? Because that seems like it's like okay, fine. And we, they created a form for this. Yeah. Signed and notarized type thing. You just sign. You just, you just sign, sign it, it as a company, and then and then you're on board. And you just. You, it's just saying that you have this religious objection. Here's the deal: a whole shit ton of of companies of of, of religious nonprofits. This isn't specifically nonprofits. Uh-huh. A whole shit ton of them have sued, claiming that signing the opt out form uh, for someone to get vi- contraception violates their religious liberty. <laughs> so they they didn't take the bone. Sign. They were thrown a bone. No, they were t- th- given a way out. Right and now, they have to sign. And, and now they're like, "Hey, they resent having to sign to say us having to we, say out loud that we admit to this." Our, how I don't know. It's fascinating. Uh, the an attorney for the plaintiffs uh, repeatedly referred <sighs> to it as permission slip for abortion. Even though, <laughs> even though it doesn't actually cover abortion, 
It does not cover abortion. I think they want to be able to stop their employees from getting contraception. Contraception. Of any kind. You are not allowed, human being. Yes. You work for us. You can't have contraception. (laughs) You can't have that. How dare you? Do you know who we are? Obama's like, you work for. Obama's like, you guys don't have to pay for it. No! We don't want them to have it. You may not. No, no, they can have it. They're paying for it. You're not paying for it. I know. I hate it. I won't have it. So that's so this uh, this college, mm-hmm. Wheaton College, uh, which is an evangelical college in Illinois. Mm. Uh, they founded by Will Wheaton. Founded by Will Wheaton mm. uh, of Star Trek. That's Next what he did generation with his Star Trek millions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, he uh, so the. This college filed for an emergency uh, request um, so that they can stop so that they can s- stop paying for the uh, the thing anyway, the contraception anyway, but and un- un- like sort of a stay until the decision comes through, and the court <sighs> granted it. Oh my God. So Sonia Sotomayor wrote a, a pretty seething dissent on that one. Uh-huh. Uh, this isn't the dissent for the Hobby Lobby case. This is the dissent for this little thing. But uh, she basically said, uh, yeah, she. Uh, the quote is, one of the quotes says, those who are bound by our decisions usually believe they can take us at our word. Not so today. <laughs> uh, apparently, because what happened, uh, Justice Samuel Alito um, justified some of his Hobby Lobby decision um Using using the this accommodation clause, saying you know if there's these accommodations and you know we can then of course the, our Hobby Lobby decision is in line with j- actions that the Obama administration has already been taking or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but Sotomayor like threw that right back at him and just basically said that um you know ba- I mean what what it's doing is she. she This is a great quote. She said, let me be absolutely clear. I do not doubt that Wheaton genuinely believes that signing the self-certification form is contrary to its religious beliefs. But thinking one's religious beliefs are substantially burdened does not make it so. (laughs) Well, the problem is, is that it's the mark of the beast. That, well, that, that form. That's what they're not telling you. I don't know how you can judge that until we've heard something later in the show. <laughs> yeah. Damn. She's, she, she added to that quote, not every sincerely felt burden is a substantial one. Mm. And it's for the courts, not the litigants, to identify which are. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. But it still went through. The only signatories to that, to her dissent, were uh, the other... Ladies on the court, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Elena Kagan, <laughs> Stephen Breyer, Justice Stephen Breyer, who uh, who dissented with them in the Hobby Lobby case, did not sign that dissent. Wow, hmm. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we should just have a regular segment called "Our Fucked Up Supreme Court." No kidding, Jesus Christ. There you go. Hmm. Um. Oh boy. Um, I would like to tell the story of oh oh oh, y- your favorite uh your favorite music 
musician, your favorite music my, act. My favorite music mm-hmm. music act? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Jackson 5? Mm, Close. <laughs> Close. Who is my favorite music act? Katy Perry. Ooh. <laughs> she is quite bubbly and boisterous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Other oh, than goodness. that, I know like very little about I, her. Yeah, I knew very little about her as well. To be, I'll be totally honest here. I try to like... Like brush up on her music uh-huh. last night so that I could like pull out some lyrics and kind of oh, hey I know Katy Perry I don't I don't know Katy Perry and so this was actually kind of a hard one for me but I like it you could see I her like roar yeah well that's that's her big that's the big one right lately uh, another big one lately is one called Dark Horse oh um, and uh, she's being sued in fact by some Christian rappers uh, <laughs> who claim that she stole. The song. <laughs> um, uh, that It replicated their 2008 song, Joyful Noise. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Um, and just for the sake of... Um, I'm just going to pick random spots in these songs, um, just so you can get a sense of it. Sure. Okay, so this is the Katy Perry, right? And I'm going to go about just as far into um, the, the this joyful noise song. Okay. Quite a few years, victory and faith, but I failed in my fears. I heard a lot of words that have tickled many ears. That's why I praise God for the word. Do you hear it? Do you hear the similarities? Is it about the beat? It's There's a similar beat. But it's the, the, the beep, 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 beep thingy that's going on. The beep, beep, beep wow. thing. And that hat, they're like, she stole that. <laughs> so they're going after her because they've got, you know. Because they've got nothing going for them and she has everything. Bozillions of dollars. For her. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they are also upset that um, the song has been sullied. Their song has oh. been sullied. By witchcraft, paganism, <laughs> black magic, yes. and Illuminati imagery in the music video. The music video has kind of this Egyptian, oh. Katy Perry's, has sort of this Egyptian, well not sort of, a very Egyptian thing going on. Oh. And, uh, and so, yeah, she has, not only did she steal from them, but she turned it into a work of the devil. Yeah, I mean, you know, you start doing some... Uh... Some Egyptian-y stuff. There's nothing mm. about Egypt in the Bible. So... Oh, dear God. No. <laughs> Those Egyptians. Never. Because they were... Or rather, they were the bad guys. If I recall my Moses right, the Egyptians were the bad guys. Usually. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, if she's doing something Egyptian-y, Mm-mm. obviously. Oh, yeah. Katy Perry, Dark Horse, featuring Juicy J. Mm-hmm. In yeah. case you're wondering. Mm, yeah, I think we're all pretty excited that Juicy J made it onto the scene. Personally, I would not have listened to the song had Juicy J not no. been involved. No, Juicy J is what makes the song. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Right? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, so anyways, um, yeah, so, so, anyway, so that's happening. There you go. Uh, that that wicked wicked Katy Perry. Mm, she's evil. She sorcery. Sorcery. I uh. Ah. 
I, and she's Christians like, are so quick to see that stuff uh, before anybody else really sees it. Well, yeah, they just spot it. Yeah, we're They're good you, at it. You and I, Frank, we're not we're not looking correctly. Yeah, at the world. No, no, no. This world is out to get us, Frank. <sighs> it is out to get you us. Have to be careful. Satan is around every turn. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to point that thing out. That thing is evil. Oh yeah, we got a like a a ram's head, <laughs> a fake ram's head on the wall over here. Yeah, that's got to be Satan. That's and your wife put that up. Oh my god, Damn. I have to, I have to stone my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she has to be stoned to death i think isn't that the rule yeah um yeah and, and to be honest you you just need a certain level of certainty too like you don't i think it's fine yeah oh yeah yeah, well, yeah. i'm the have... man <laughs> i can determine these things yeah that's and how you felt in the moment she needed to die the woman needed stoning yeah. what can i do i i'm it, it's not my these aren't my rules people <laughs> These are just, they're Katy Perry's rules. These are Katy Perry's rules. What? I don't think so. Um, Apparently, she's very popular. She, they, I the, didn't really. Re- I. Oh yeah. She's oh yeah. Really popular. They love her. I'm. I'm so not into pop music. My. Uh, oh, me neither. My. Mm-hmm. My little niece, uh, who's adorable. She loves mm-hmm. that song "Roar," and so you play mm-hmm. that, and she just sings along and dances, and that's mm. that's how I know that. I have a feeling she's a different age than my niece, who loves Katy Perry. Yes, yes. My niece who loves Katy Perry is four. Mine's 19. Right. But that's still like, she appreciates appreciates her for different reasons. Right. The the witchcraft. Uh-huh. Is, is what oh, the, clearly. The, yeah. You know, you like her for the fun, like, pop tunes right. when you're four. When, when you're 18, you grow up and you're able to appreciate the finer things like the witchcraft and the sorcery and mm. the... They are, they're an the, acquired taste. The devil worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I'm going to take us to uh, New Jersey, Dateline, New Jersey, Newark specifically. Now, mm. New Jersey, I don't know if you know this, is the most Catholic of our states. Uh, is it? It is. That's in. Wow. Okay. All um, right. I did not. I did not know that. Well, that, that's why we're here to to educate each so other. That, so each other. That's right. Because <laughs> every. Every episode, we don't know what the fuck the other person's going to say. So. That's true. Yeah. There you go. Um, so in so in New Jersey, uh, Catholic schools have been a big deal for a long time. However, in the last uh, in the last twenty some odd years, enrollment in Catholic schools has gone down significantly nationwide. Oh, really? Yeah, in the last forty years, really. Uh, since since the 60s, hmm. according to data from the National Catholic Education Association, mm. which is based in D.C., mm-hmm. in the 60s, there were more than 5.2 million children enrolled in almost 13,000 Catholic schools. Wow. Today, there are fewer than 2 million oh, no. in fewer than 6,600 no. schools. So, yeah, uh, so yeah uh, they're closing schools by the handful, these Catholics. My goodness. Long gone yeah. are the days when you could just gleefully throw your kid in with a nun and hope for the best. <laughs> uh, you know, the getting your knuckles wrapped with a ruler seems yeah. to be going the way of the dodo. Oh, well, see our local Catholic schools. I mean, I mean, I knew a few kids that went to, you know, like Judge, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think there's a priest or a nun near that thing anymore. It's just owned by the Catholic Church. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they have to go to chapel, but that's like it. Right. 
so, I know that I, mean, I know that they do. It's I mean, considered one of the better, one of the best high schools in in the state, right? But even their enrollment, I think, is struggling. You think so? I think so. There's I think also, they don't get a lot of Catholics anymore. <laughs> I think they just get people who don't want their kids in the public schools, right? It is, yeah. It's one of the only. It's one of the good private school options in Salt yeah. Lake. Yeah. Uh, in in the Archdiocese of Newark, which is the largest archdiocese of uh, New Jersey, it, they closed four of their seventy elementary schools this year. Hmm. That's this year alone. Hmm. Um, they closed uh, the arch. The, let's see, the four schools closed were not financially sound and could not keep their enrollment up. No way. They closed six schools in 2012, six in 2010, and three in 2009. Huh. They are just, they're failing our kids. Or well, rather. They're failing their kids. Our, yes. Their, their kids really, truly, the, their parents are failing. Well. The, 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 the parents within their community are failing. I'll tell you what it says. It says that they're not educating the kids well enough because if these kids were going off succeeding mm. and then hmm. endowing the school that they came from with money they would be fine but that's that doesn't seem to be happening huh cuz you know a school with a big endowment yeah would draw kids it would yeah. have better ed- education yeah apparently they're, they're not putting their money back into the schools interesting hmm. yeah oh i'm sorry new jersey has the second highest catholic population in the country Mm. About, Can I guess the highest? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. So oh, you, you population, may... total population. Yes. Oh, see then. Okay. You want I was to... thinking percentage. Well, it is the percentage. Do you want to guess what the percentage of Catholics in New Jersey is? I'm going to say it's around fifty. It's forty-four percent. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's high. That's as many Catholics. Well, no. Where were you going to go for number one? Massachusetts. Oh, I was thinking Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking Massachusetts. Boston's a pretty Catholic town. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Anyway, mm. there you go. Uh, Look it up, Dan. We're I'm about okay. to move on to a story. Look it up. <laughs> okay. Find out the information. Okay, we'll find it out. Interrupt me if you have to. Okay. All right. Um, I Oh, this just touches me so closely, Dan, this story. <clears throat> Sorry, people. Um, Every year... Actually, multiple times a year, but it just happened uh, that they that this group, the Rainbow Family, uh, just had uh, an annual event here in Utah, uh, up in our up in our lovely mountains. Eight thousand people. Um, <laughs> yeah, camped. I heard about these guys. And and by people, I mean uh, dirty hippies. Dirty hippies uh, camped um, up in the uh, High Uintas. Uh, Those are mountains. Yes, for the uninitiated. And uh, where there were uh, there was no uh, no campsites, no camp, no, no no improved campgrounds or anything like that. Um, apparently, they this th- and this is not the first time that they've hit the Uinta National Forest. Um, they uh, it's I believe this one has turned into a fully annual event where about eight thousand right. people show up every year just to this one, but not to this location. It's a um, it's a moving thing. Okay, it These, happens. In different places every year. Because that's what I was trying to gather from the story, which yeah. it wasn't clear. But they have been at this location before. Okay. Um, in fact, it was just a couple of years ago because I remember reading about it when it did happen. But anyway, so they, they have this annual event on July 4th. 
Right. Um, and uh, you get you get dirty hippies from all over the country. Well, it's surrounding July Fourth. It actually is is much. Well, there's longer two than weeks. That. Right. Uh, it's a two week camp out. Right. Um, not unlike a sort of a, a Burning Man type event, except no art, not fun, and uh, uh, not they they they. They frown upon alcohol. It's just dirty hippies. Wait, they <laughs> frown upon alcohol? They frown upon alcohol. So it's like this, they are there to pray for peace and, uh, and, 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 and for the earth. So they say. That's not what the article that I read about them said. What? That the Heber like, jail system has filled up since they arrived because well, they've just been unruly and they've like been stealing shit and they've been. Oh, oh, oh. This is the only event that apparently they had. They're on good terms with the National Forest Service. Uh-huh. Is is this one that they've they've done in the Uintas? For whatever reason, they they've required them when they've done it here to actually do like real reclamation work. When oh, they're, okay. When they're done. Uh huh. Um, most places they they're pretty good at like cleaning up their trash, but that's about it. Right. Like the the. The place has been trampled through right. with, with hippies. Um, but nonetheless, um, you know, some grass is going to get trampled with sure. all the praying and dancing. Sure. It's going to happen. And, and you know, you might lose, you know, a woodland creature or two to, like, suicide because of the drum circles, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, if I were camping nearby, that was... Uh, well, yeah. did you hear that there were... That there were like that the LDS church canceled two different girls camps oh, because really? they were close they were they were in like proximity <laughs> to where they found no, out this was happening that was not mentioned at all in this this oh, is the Salt yeah. Lake Tribune too yeah why did they not I don't okay. know like, you... anyway so um <laughs> they i mean they okay there is a list of 136 citations 195 warnings and uh 225 other incidents um where there was sort of uh they couldn't really they were just involved in some kind of incident. It doesn't really say. But anyways, there were two deaths this year. Oh, no. Um, Timothy R. Gillespie of Texas. And uh, he was he was found dead in his tent. Oh, dear. Um, and Susan Wilkinson of New Hampshire um, died while sleeping outdoors. Huh. I don't know what would have happened with that. Both of those sound like drug overdoses to me. Yeah. Um, the, it is quite possible that the, this is a druggy, druggy, druggy thing. Oh, yeah. They just don't like alcohol. That, that hey, was one of the things that I found on... Hey, man. I think that was You need to do Wikipedia something that's page. like more natural, man. Like, you know, maybe smoke some weed or do it some mushrooms. That's the earth providing it's for us. natural. Nature only gives us good things, oh, man. And, and the only real comparison with this and Burning Man is that everybody's naked. <laughs> is it, it's not. No, a, it's not really at all like Burning Man, except that there's a whole bunch of naked hippies. There's a whole bunch of people. That's a comparison. And they just sort of convene on a place. Yeah, I guess. That... And uh, they're on uh, federal land, yes. and they have to deal with. So here's an actual like a contrast thing um, with Burning Man. That's that's uh, really really important, which is. Burning Man actually pays for a permit to be there. Right. These and they folks, pay through the nose. $750,000 is what mm-hmm. they pay for their permit. Um, these folks would have to buy, buy a similar permit, probably in the neighborhood of $750,000. Um, they do not. 
uh. um, and they uh, they refuse to um, because it's open to the public for free. They say so. The why why would you have to charge us? Right. And they also say that they have First Amendment rights to uh, to convene, to gather, to to to. Huh. Uh, Yes. And so they're like, uh, we're just doing this on federal land. And the forestry service is like, ah. <laughs> well, th- there you go. And so, um, but it, it was funny reading this article. Most of the forestry service was putting a positive spin on it, which I don't know why they would if it was just a complete hassle for them. Right. They were saying that like with the with the cleanup, the, the stuff grows back. The stuff that gets trampled. <laughs> Give it a good rain or two. It'll, uh, it grows yeah. back. Yeah. So it's just forest. Yep. It's so. forest. It's there but for the, us to the use. The reason I bring them up, and this is important to tie it into the whole atheist thing, is that they are there to pray for the earth. For the earth. Yeah. Mother Gaia. Absolutely. The earth that they're trampling. Absolutely. Let us pray for you. It's beautiful, don't you think? Praying for the earth. It's cute. Mm, I just love. It's kind of adorable. And are they? Are I they... was tempted to go out and just check it out. Mm. Just just go out there and just be just wander around and look mm-hmm, at people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe bring some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Just watch everybody like it's a show. Mm. I bet they love that. I bet they do. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, pray for the earth for me. I want to see. Go, <laughs> go. Why don't you do it? Pray for the earth. Well, when I was doing a little more research on them, I found um, some stuff about them, you know, more their sort of international stuff. Mm. And they had a picture um, of an event that took place in uh, like Bosnia or someplace. Okay. Right? And there was a teepee. <laughs> of course there was. A big, giant Native American teepee. Right. Because Bosnia. Because Bosnia. Because that makes what sense? You know, this isn't this is this is hippie. This isn't about like no 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 no. It's no. just a excuse for hippies to get together. Hi- yeah, and the pictures of them I find obnoxious as hell because they're all like they've all got that ridiculous hippie smile. Let me see. Okay, let me show me a picture. Let me show you. This is this is always fun. See, <laughs> look at her. Oh my god, she's and look at her. She's so yeah. peaceful. Does she know that it's like ninety degrees out? She doesn't have to wear a wool cap. She was up in the mountains. That's her mugshot. Oh, Look yeah. how there's dazed a... and confused she is. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, there's an old guy. He's in pain. Yeah. He's an in pain. Hippie. Hey, by the way, I do have the uh, the stats on the uh, on the Catholic states, if you oh, want yeah? that. Yeah? Uh, so, uh, we were both wrong. Oh. Number one is Rhode Island. Oh, percentage-wise? Yeah, most Catholic states. Oh, what percentage? 54% Catholic up Jesus in Rhode Island. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, your Pennsylvania was actually number nine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Want to know what the number 50 was? <laughs> the l- <laughs> least Catholic state? Probably Utah. That's what I would have guessed. It's a tie. It's a four-way tie between Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas, all coming in at 8%. Wow. And then there's a one, two, three, four... A four-way tie for second place, uh-huh. or for, for second to last, right? coming in at 9%, uh-huh. that is Utah, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <gasps> don't, don't go to the South, you Catholics. No. That's not for you. Yeah, it's 
worse there for you than it is for us. Right. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Should we move on? Please. Uh, I, there's a... Let's see. I already did that one and that one. Okay. Um, in uh, Indianapolis. No, mm-hmm. not Indianapolis. No, Minnesota. That's where it was. Minnesota. Um, there's a Catholic archbishop who was outspoken championing the effort to ban same-sex marriage in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, he had, you know, his, his name is uh, John Neinstedt, a Catholic archbishop. He is now facing a church investigation over allegations of oh, no. inappropriate sexual relationships with other men. Oh. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Raise your hand, everybody. Uh, the the I to me the big twist on this is they're adults. Mm-hmm. He's a Catholic priest who has sex with adult men. That's so weird. Including other priests and <laughs> seminary students. Uh he's apparently accused of uh of threatening uh horrible backlash against anyone who tattles on him or oh, no. or against anyone who says no. Uh so Oh, oh no! Now he he of course uh, vigor- vigorously denies Anyone who the says no. So he just like sets his side on on Friar Hunky over there, and he just goes after him. Right. Apparently wow. that's uh, the deal. Um, he Ooh. also he, what a position to be in. He he's he. I love the fact that he vigorously denied the allegations, but he did stress uh, that none of the claims of sexual misconduct conduct involved minors. So I didn't do it, but even if I did, it wasn't kids, you guys. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. We were all my, mostly consenting adults. Yeah, we were all adults. We were there all may not adults. have been all consent. There might have been some some forced right rape esque type I'm, activities. Coercion. Who can coercion. even de- who can even define coercion at this point? <laughs> Especially with sex. I mean, isn't it seduction? I mean, mean, what's the line between seduction and... He didn't say no. (laughs) He may not have said yes, but he didn't say no. What he said was, Father, please stop. Father, stop, stop, Father. Mm -hmm. But he never said no. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I just... That's horrid. Yeah. That's horrid, Dan. Um, I actually was flipping through the five channels that we get because we gave up cable uh-huh. um oh did and, you uh, yeah oh i didn't realize and to be honest now with the whole digital thing everybody has like three channels on their channel but anyways All right um stumbled upon um uh frontline okay the other night i still don't know what the title of it was but it was like scandal at the vatican oh like it was crazy it was all just like the vatican's dirtiest darkest secrets and it was like this is salacious for for frontline um but they um they went in they had a whole section of it that was on the homosexual um like shit that goes down Inside the Vatican, like in the Curia and whatnot. You mean in the gay nightclub that is the Vatican? Apparently, they had they had under <laughs> undercover footage of what a like he wasn't a cardinal, but he was he was a, a high ranking priest of some kind. Sure, 
Um, and he had an uh, two. He brought two escorts, male escorts, down from Milan, <laughs> and he had one on each arm. And he's walking around this party, right? Oh this like underground party, and there's like priests from the Vatican all over the place. Like all these are are ranking type, right? Folk. Right. And uh, and they're just like he's just parading around with these two boy toys. Yeah. And uh, and it's all just like crazy, crazy, crazy shit. The really creepy one was the the hidden camera ended up catch capturing, um, the I think it was the reporter's roommate who's gay mm. taking one of the priests home. <laughs> Okay, and so he's there in the morning with his hidden camera. Still, the priest comes out, put on, puts on his vestments, and for whatever reason, starts to perform mass in their apartment. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? What? You guys were just fucking in the other room. Yeah, that's why you got to do a mass. It erases the uh, thing. <laughs> he has to do it every time he takes a cock. He has to do a new mass. In nomine patri et spi et fili et spiritus sancti. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's like, can, is there any water in here? I need to make some holy water. Let me just bless that <laughs> shit real quick. I'm going to just sort of splash it liberally mm -hmm. around the mm -hmm. apartment. Mm -hmm. No, he, he had the supplies. Yeah. He like he had the host. He had, I mean, he had his vestments for Christ's sake. That's amazing. While hooking up with someone. I love that. I it love was, that. It was insane. And then it ended up moving on to like problems with the vatican bank and i was like what is this thing even about mm -hmm. and then it moved on to this and it moved on to that and ultimately it was about all the reforms that that francis is facing and the uphill battle yeah. and what he really has to deal with what he what he walked the into. level of corruption right and so he's basically the the just the, the the thing that i took away from it was that he's on this like public relations rampage to right. build up so much support and so much goodwill from the public that he becomes almost untouchable as he tries to reform the curia and right. the Vatican bank. You know, it seems it, it occurs to me that maybe Benedict uh actually <sighs> left because he wasn't gay enough for the Vatican. Uh they painted it that Benedict left because he kind of tried to start some reforms. And he went about it the wrong way. And oh. the backlash that ended up happening was just too much for him to emotionally deal with. He was just like, fuck you guys. I'm the goddamn Pope. He was like, I'm old. I can't take this. I'm leaving. You I'm guys, old. I'm I dedicated my life to like this thing. And I'm, I'm out of here. Nope. I just think he wasn't gay enough. I, I just think he was like, <laughs> you guys, I am gay, but I am not this gay. This I can is... wear the shoes. Yeah. I can wear... He's like, I'm I trying the dresses, but I can, you know, <laughs> seven guys in one night is too many. I just ah, can't deal with it. Yeah. And everybody else is like, you're no a Pope. A real Pope could take a 12 guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was my Guido Sarducci. Oh, it was good. It wasn't an impression so much as it was just an awful, awful voice. Anyway. <laughs> no, I believed it. Dan. Good. Good. I'm glad. I really did. What do you got? Oh, that wasn't me? That was me. I went off and on, off on that tangent for that long. Uh-huh. And that was, oh my that was That was my archbishop who, who, who my anti-gay archbishop who likes sex with men. Oh my story. goodness. Okay. Uh, then I have one left. Yeah. And uh, this is the story of um, 
well, it's kind of a warning, actually, that we should all heed. Um, There is a a, a Russian Orthodox priest, okay, who has identified a problem with um, with with soccer. (gasps) No, the World Cup. I know, and he's he's actually uh, he was he was relieved by the fact that Russia, uh, that the Russian team, uh, got out of the World Cup quickly. Oh, um, because um, apparently soccer for him is a homosexual abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Did you see this story at all, Dan? I no, I I just I saw the headline and I Do didn't. Do you know read it. why or to what he's attributing this claim to? I'm gonna go with it's the short shorts. You're not terribly far off. What? You're not <laughs> terribly far off. It has to do with the shoes. <laughs> They're too brightly colored for him. <laughs> the pink and blue shoes. He says the players might as well wear women's panties or a bra. <laughs> is what he said. That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. And he's also bothered by the quote unthinkable <laughs> hairstyles of some of the players. <laughs> um it's he's, the shoes. he's bothered. He's really, really, really bothered by this. Um, we must not wear these shoes. <laughs> these are girl shoes. <laughs> these shoes for you should well, wear shoes. Well, what kind of shoes boys. were was the the the, the Russian uh, team wearing? Everybody if not the just, brightly colored just Adidas and neon green or neon yeah, yellow shoes. I don't. That's the color that Nike, Puma, and Adidas. That's how they make their shoes, don't they? Well, it is. I bought a pair of like Nikes not too long ago. I couldn't find a pair that didn't have some neon color on them somewhere. I think, I think the whole soccer thing is that like they they started wearing brightly colored shoes because they wanted people. I think it was better for TV. Like you could see because everything happens really? at foot level. Mm. It was like you were better able to track what was happening because you're looking, that, your eyes are drawn to their feet. Huh. That is not a fact. That is just me. <laughs> That's your conjecture? Guessing. Your your guess? I think that, I think, I don't. Your I best th- guess, Dan? I thought about I remember something, something you know nothing about. Something happened. Some, I may have read a thing somewhere. <laughs> something My may. favorite guess are the uninformed guess, guesses. Those are the Those best Those are the ones. ones that I really enjoy. The best ones when all is said and done. <laughs> Are those? <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, I just want to read um, a quote from him. Oh, okay. The liberal ideology of globalism clearly wants to oppose Christianity with football. I'm sure of it. Therefore, I am glad that the Russian players have failed and by the grace of God, no longer participate in this homosexual <laughs> abomination. Oh, thank God. Thank God they got out Thank in God. time. Thank God. Our our poor Russian boys. Oh my God. It's <sighs> not horrifying. a gay one amongst them. Thank God. Oh. They're all back. Well gay safe safe, safe at home in Mother Russia where there are no gay people. Right. Period. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. He's oh, one that knows about fashion. Frank just showed me a picture of this uh <laughs> This pretty little princess here. He's got a big old beard. Why do they do that? And he's parted down the middle. Yeah. Long hair. I'm I'm guessing he wears some really goofy hats too, because those Orthodox guys are too. Mm. That's why his hair is like that. Oh, Russia. It's ready for the hat. Oh, Russia. 
Yeah. So that's that's what I have about about the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> yes. Now now that now that the US has been eliminated, it's like what what do we even have to care about anymore? What's the point? It's over, right? It ended already, right? It's pretty much yeah. From, I thought it was over. It's over as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah. <laughs> Except for all the gay little shoes. Mm. You get your gay shoes out. Mm. I love gay shoes. There should be there should be gay shoe day. I'm at looking all, at, at these every... shoes. There's not a gay one in there. There should be there should be soccer shoe day at every gay bar in the country. <laughs> Just wear your cleats. <laughs> wear your soccer shoes. Uh, oh, that's right. These would be cleats, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. So that's a bummer. Yep. It's those blue ones. I wouldn't mind those blue ones. Oh, there's some nice salmon-y colored ones and some uh-huh. neon yeah. yellows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yellows are good. Those blues are those blues are pretty pretty <laughs> awesome. I take <laughs> green too. Okay, you're... white's the one I wouldn't do. They're out there on grass. Yeah, but they those get... white shoes are just going to get all. These are world class players. Up. They get they get a new pair of shoes for every game. Don't you need to break in your shoes? Not these shoes. There are they come pre broken in because they're gay. They have little ch- Chinese children running around uh-huh. at the factory breaking right. in their shoes. Exactly. I highly doubt that. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions about uh, the World Cup and you want us to answer them, that's just stupid. But if you have questions <laughs> that we could answer, uh, you can direct them to uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424 666 Right, or go to the Facebook page where Mackenzie will show you many fun things. Uh, that's facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. And let me tell you, I've been doing a little shout out about Twitter. Yeah. And people have started like doing some interacting. Good. It's kind of getting a little fun. I need to get into the, the whole swing of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm still a total Twitter novice, so everybody who's out there who is engaging with at, think, at TGIAtheist, please bear with me as I kind of get fully up to speed but it's been fun he's not he frank's not the a pro tweeter just yet no but um there was somebody who uh they were they were waiting around to be the 300th follower <laughs> and uh they tweeted that they couldn't wait any long so longer so they were like 298 and i i congratulated them on being 298 yeah so but that's about that was that and some other posts this week I'm going to try to like make it more of a regular occurrence. There you go. We'll see what we can get up there. And of course, there is also the website, thankgodimatheist.com. Indeed. That's where you can go for blog posts and all sorts of All kinds of stuff. Yeah. You can comment on episodes of individual episodes of the podcast. Right. Which is great. Do it, yeah! For the love of God, people! And then there's some. There is something that we do want to do a quick little uh, shout out about, mm. um, which is um, we've been on Stitcher for quite a while. Uh, we're on iTunes and on Stitcher, and on iTunes we've just got gobs and gobs and gobs of reviews, and on Stitcher we have just a few. And so those of you who are listening to us through Stitcher, uh, we would just like to ask if you could please. Just take a moment of your time and, leave, and a uh, leave a nice little review. You know, of some uh, kind. I think you've made a mistake, Frank. What I would like to say is that everyone who listens to us on any platform, please leave a review. Yeah. It, it helps keep us sort of, it, it, it affects where we show up in the lineup of yeah. things. It's, it's very important that we continue to get reviews also on iTunes. But we definitely need you Stitcher listeners uh, to help us out. And if you want to, if you listen on iTunes, but like you're feeling like helping out Frank and Dan, and you've already left one on iTunes, sign up for Stitcher and leave yeah, a review not? there too. Why not? 
Because we right. don't we don't mind cheating. That's fine. Sure. We'll have more reviews than we do listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm going to uh, uh, play a little audio here for our break. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Matthew Hagee. Oh. Uh, he's of that uh, John Hagee um, evangelical empire thing, the yeah. 20,000 person churchy thing it's, down in it, San Antonio. It, the name itself sounds like a, an illness. Hagee? I've been feeling a little Hagee this week. <laughs> you were a little Hagee. I had some serious Hagees up in my uh, sinuses. Oh, that's a shame. Actually. I'm it was sorry. A mess, about that. Absolute mess up there. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, here we go. Vicky asks Does Obamacare increase the risk of America supporting a one world government? Vicky, Obamacare is the kind of legislation that causes people to depend more on the government than to take responsibility for themselves. And any time individuals are willing to depend more on the government, they are preparing themselves for the kind of global dictatorship that is described in the end times. Now, I'm not saying that Obamacare takes us towards that, I'm saying that it is the kind of behavior that allows that. It is the kind of mental mindset and, and kind of thought process that enables someone to look at a leader in the future and say, certainly, you can give me a mark and that mark will keep me in terms of trading and doing all the things that I want to do, buying and selling of goods and services, no problem. I'll do it because you're the government and you say I need it. So legislation like this that requires us as individuals to yield our personal responsibility to the government leads us on a path and in a direction that in the end will take us to what the Bible describes as a one world government. Ooh. That sounds scary. Obamacare. It's, it's I didn't realize leading that. us to to it it's not the thing that's causing the no. one world government. No, but it's going to get us there. Much it's, more, it's going to make it easier. It's a conduit. Oh, it's a series of tubes. That's why it's bad. <laughs> that's why it's bad, Dan. Oh, uh, one world government. Dan. In oh. the end times. Mark of the I'm, beast. In oh. Revelations. I'm very scared. I'm, <laughs> this is the problem. Is that like a one world government? We're getting closer to that. We're nowhere near it right now. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. But the world is shrinking quickly yeah and eventually we will i mean we've got the un that's sort of it's not a governing body but it but like all the all the countries that sign on to it like more of a finger waggling type of body it's a it's a body that looks at all of the countries very sternly (laughs) i'm going to look at you quite sternly right now algeria Mm Hmm. i'm going to look at you very sternly we're going to get some Canadian peacekeepers. And they will come in and talk to you. <laughs> uh, don't we, we don't want to have to do that, Mm-mm. but uh, if we have to, we will. Mm-mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, one world government. Uh, it's, Why is it so... Th- the it thing clearly is, the, is ne- nowhere near. Uh, like, it, this, no. It's nothing that's even on the horizon. No, and, and and it's like, and there's and nothing how can about they be so upset about it. And there's nothing about Obamacare that could possibly even relate to this topic. Like it couldn't. Oh, I know it couldn't. I don't see how it. There's nothing in it. They're literally talking about an Obamacare that doesn't exist. Well, see, Dan, it's a slippery slope. Okay, 
and Obamacare, it's, <laughs> it is clearly clearly at the top of the slope. Right. Right. But it's it's what gets you starting to slip and slide down. It's, it's yeah, and we know where those slopes end. Do not. We know where they end, Frank. Every slippery slope Don't. ends in a mule's vagina. <laughs> God, that it's, one was it's, that. W- it's just foul when you say it that way. That one was for you, Mackenzie. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay, so some but emails. Wait, wait a second. Okay, what? I was just thinking through the anatomy of a mule. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> No, it ends in in sex with animals. That's what there all the slippery go. slopes. There you end. go. All right, sex with animals. Uh, <laughs> hi, Frank and Dan. Johnny writes to us. Uh, a lib- uh, Johnny, a libertarian atheist friend here in San Diego, California. Fantastic. Um, I haven't eaten fast food this whole year, and would totally be willing to go to a Burger King near me and pick up a proud Whopper. Well, he says. All right. There's a reference to the huh. Burger King coming out with the uh, the gay flag wrapped. The, the gay burger whoppers that was a gay burger he says as well as a second amendment whopper if they if only they had one because you remember there was a tweet about that uh-huh. yeah yeah uh he says um hey. that one's probably not happening as soon as <laughs> no this is the proud whopper i think i think the the gun ownership whopper is probably not going to be isn't that most whoppers most whoppers are <laughs> i think i think the default whopper is a second amendment whopper if you already listen, you already have your whopper. If the guys that your I see holding guns in any photos or out at gun ranges are anything to judge it by, they've had a whopper or two. <laughs> they've they're familiar with Burger King. <laughs> Just gonna say that. Um, he said he loved that segment, especially the Twitter comments. He's I started choking on my smoke from laughing at all of them. And he said, I haven't dropped all my bad health habits yet. Uh, Love the story. Good on Burger King for showing their support for the LGBT community by doing this. Absolutely. Maybe they can have a combo order with a Proud Whopper, a Second Amendment soda, and Freedom Fries. An all-American meal. (laughs) Keep up the good work. And hope you had a fun and safe Independence Day weekend, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. And well done with staying off the fast food. Well, I guess. That's a good one. It's just junk. It's not just junk. It's just junk. Even if you order a Whopper, you still get like some slices of tomato and lettuce mm, mm-hmm. and onion. Mm-hmm. That's just junk to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Have you heard do you know your... what they do to, to get that lettuce and tomato? Do you know, Dan? Pay farmers? Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. That's all no, it is. No, no, it's just no, lettuce no, and tomatoes. No, 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 Dan. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, um, this is uh, from Moses, who wrote, is that, I, I didn't get the name uh, onto the thing. I, I, I transfer all these things onto uh, mm. a different thing, and then Ooh, I- A little peek behind the curtain there. I, yeah, it's Moses, um, who wrote, um, uh, love you, love the show. I know neither one of you have children yet, but th- uh, this is a child question for, for your opinion. Yeah, we're probably <laughs> going to remain childless. I mean, mm. you you have puppy children and oh, birdie and, and birdie oh, children. No, oh that little Milo kills me. You guys had literally no pets, and then, or you had one pet, we had one, and then it was all of the pets. 
Well, we didn't get fish or rabbits or cats. Yet. No. You might have a cat and you don't know. There might be a cat well, running Brent, around. Brent would keep a cat. He would. Um, he wants a cat. <laughs> but I can tell you right now, not with the birds, and I think not with Milo. Mm. Milo would not. Uh, I don't think he would do very well. You're you're critters. You got Milo's some high strung. My mm, tor- tornado. You're talking about tornado with the high strung. He's getting better all the time. Have you have you gone to your door and heard Milo? Because he's pretty high strung too. Well, that's only when doorbells ring. <laughs> that's only or when the mailman approaches or the UPS man approaches or there's a suspicious looking child out on the street or anything. There's yeah. a human around mm-hmm. that isn't you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so Moses wrote in. He, he said um, uh, he, he talked a little bit about a, a wife swapping television show that he saw Penn Jillette on oh. and somehow, okay. and somehow she tried to celebrate a Jewish sh- Shabbat, uh, with the kids and Penn apparently wasn't overly respectful about the whole thing. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. He says, I know that it was his house and being rude and confrontational on TV helps draw up the drama, but still That's the whole point. That's yeah. the commercial right there. <laughs> Uh, He says, I have a 14-year-old daughter. I am totally atheist. Her mother recently, within the last two years, joined a Mormon church. And I kind of blame myself. He he apparently sent in... uh, Sent sent her a a Book of Mormon as a joke sort of thing. And then... Oh. Anyway. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, that's a lesson. He says, but my daughter now follows her mother's beliefs. Uh... I respect the kids' choices when she is here. I allow her to attend church with her friends, and I don't say too much about her time with her mother, uh, except, you know, he says, he's, except why well, take back to baptisms for the for dead people who you don't know and stuff like that. But I feel uh, knowing and being aware of differences are good things, uh, and sheltering your kids away from religion and ignoring it totally, not so much. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it just feels. It feels like putting your head in the sand in a way. Uh, so we'd like our opinion about that. Huh. I think you're right. I mean, I think you, the last thing you want to do is be perceived as poisoning your child against your her mother's religion. Right. It's going to push her away from you. Right. The best Absolutely. thing you can do is respect your child enough to let her make her own decision. But but do be sure that she knows your position. Yeah. There's there's nothing disrespectful about ex, uh, explaining why you believe the way you do, what brought you to that those beliefs. I mean, not in relation to her beliefs at all. This doesn't have to be anything about Mormonism, but it uh, but it's important that you that you make it clear that you're open to discussion with her if she has questions, and and that she knows where you stand and why you why you stand there. Mm. Don't you think? Yeah. What do you do with your dogs? <laughs> <laughs> well, when Milo came home with the Jehovah's Witness path pamphlet, um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that- no, I mean, clearly, you 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 can't get, you know, confrontational or little, right? You know, I'm clearly, right? I mean, wh- and so, what do you do actively? Is sort of the question. Like right? I said, I think you just There's make- lots of don't dos, but. Letting your opinion be known, okay, and and you know what? Let her know your moral code. Mm. 
teach her teach her real morals because because religion will stand up better yeah in the real world so i mean yeah that's true you know what it's it's all about teaching them ethics and teaching them morals and teaching them to be good people and if she chooses to continue to be a mormon at least hopefully you know you've given her a good foundation to be a good person and she'll respect you as as her time as 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 your time goes on well and if all the all that sort of set this whole thing off was a book i would be thinking of the next book you could send to this woman <laughs> that's true but as you point that, that's, as that's he points it. out when you order the free book of mormon for someone it comes delivered by hand by two young men <laughs> two salesmen <laughs> two very eager wide-eyed salesmen mm. so there mm. is that problem um so anyway, thanks Moses for writing in. Uh, Alina from Texas wrote. She just it was just a quick one. She said, "Yay, Frank mentioned Lilith in the recent episode. <laughs> you should do an entire episode on the do- on dogmatic Ooh. recognized texts that were excluded from the Bible." Oh, um, no, because <laughs> we don't know anything about it. <laughs> I what you heard of Lilith is what I know of Lilith. <laughs> yeah. That's mention. No, that's my the entire breadth of knowledge. Right. Right there. Exactly. I went uh, just because you wrote in Alina, I went to the Wikipedia page for Lilith just to sort of try and look up a little bit more about what the hell that was and just ended up being wildly confused. Yeah. Cuz there's a whole thing about like like it starts off with it being like Mesopotamian like she devils. Yeah. Literally Female demons yeah. in in like and then, Mesopotamia. And then there was Lilith Fair. Right. And then how do you know how do you know how do you, how can you know, how know anything? Yeah. I if you would like to provide us with materials, Alina, or if you would like to call into the show and You could script it. And just you quickly get you know, you've got you've got Frank says this, then Dan <laughs> sure. this. Okay. And then Frank says this and then Dan says this god awful thing. Clever quip. And then Frank disapproves of the mm-hmm. god awful thing Dan said. Right. Any any and then any variant thereof. You send it into us. <laughs> we trust you, Alina. We'll we'll go with that. But un- until I can get I mean, yeah. Female demons and whatnot. Yeah. Night I'm monsters. Confused. I I pulled it back up. Night the monsters. Hebrew term Lilith or Lilith translated as night creatures, night monster, night hag, or screech owl. Dear God. <laughs> Screech owl? Yeah. It first occurs in Isaiah 34, 14. Anyway. Uh, all those things mean the same thing? It also... Or all One word means all those things? I guess so. It's translated differently depending on who's translating it, I guess. Interesting. Uh, it's all very confusing, and I don't know what's happening. But I know that the Jews sort of, at one point, glommed on to someone that they called Lilith as Adam's first wife. So wait a second. Adam's first wife? Yeah, there's a whole thing because there's a there's a discrepancy in uh, Genesis one and Genesis two in terms of like how the creation happened. And Genesis one, like, says that God created mankind, man and woman, and then Genesis two has the whole story about pulling the rib from Adam and yeah, creating yeah, yeah. Eve out of that. And so there's that discrepancy. There's multiple discrepancies between huh. Genesis 1 and 2. Huh. But the, that was kind of one explanation of how that happened was that the first the first description isn't of Eve, but rather of Lilith. Oh. And then uh, and then she had to go. Well, yeah. That bitch she got She spoke her mind. That bitch got to go. Yeah. Couldn't be having that. Mm. She's supposed to be subject 
to her husband. Right. As anyone who's been through the Mormon temple knows, it's yeah. very clear. The Mormon temple is, very, is also very clear as to which of those two versions they go along with. Which is? Uh, the, the, the rib. Oh, absolutely. There's a rib thing? Oh. Here, let yeah. me just, I'm going to grab one of these ribs off you. It's gruesome. It's a horrible scene in the movie. <laughs> it's bloody. You hear the bone snapping. It's just. Oh. Now you're just lying, Franklin. No, I'm not. You're making things up. No. I, it's the Mormon temple. I can <laughs> say anything. <laughs> no, you can't because it's on the YouTubes now. They can look oh, it up. That's true. Uh, do and we have a voicemail? Boring. We do indeed. Um, Hi, Frank and Dan. I uh, just listened to a podcast where you guys were discussing the things that you believe, um, sometimes without evidence. Uh, and I just wanted to share with you that my family moved to the States from Eastern Europe, and uh, my dad thought it was really interesting here that people believed that you would get a cold if you went outside without a jacket on. Um, I remember visiting my dad, and this was in Poland. I remember him saying that Polish people have this belief that, that drinking cold things led to illness. And, in fact, he took his dog to a veterinarian in Poland, and uh, the vet asked when the dog wasn't feeling well if the dog had been drinking too much cold water. Um, since then, uh, I've, I've explored some of those other things and these cultural kind of myths. And my favorite one by far that I've found is uh, in Korea, people believe that sleeping with a fan on may kill you. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm familiar with a few of these. Yeah, thank having you. lived in Italy. That's right. Uh, thanks for the call. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you very much. Do you want to just uh, fill us in on some of the fun Italian <clears throat> things? Well, my favorite, I mean, they do the, the cold water thing, right. too. Oh, all over Europe, um, yeah. people look at you like you're nutso if you want cold and, water. And, and so, um, yeah, they, they believe that it you're, it'll just hit your stomach. Uh, and it, because it's so cold, all the blood in your body is like going to rush to your stomach. Oh, they, they have to... physiological reasons for it now. Oh, I'm sure yeah. that's all new. Oh, like modern clearly. medicine, they're clearly, like, clearly. Uh, how are we going to yeah. explain all of these yeah, yeah, yeah. myths? So the blood rushes to your stomach, and it causes all these problems. And one, it can lead to uh, death. <sighs> that yeah. sounds terrifying. Uh, the, but my favorite is colpodaria, which is wind slap. <laughs> or, or air sl- yeah, breeze. Yeah, air, wind slap. Good enough. Um, and, uh, and so it's an Italian fear of wind. Okay. They really do. Or breezes or, uh, they're very leery of fans. Oh, they don't really like, if you have a fan on, it better be like kind of blown away or not very high. Um, and, uh, this made for miserable times on, uh, the city buses in Rome. Oh. Uh, during the summer. Oh, cause it's not because air conditioned. Because they have, they're not air conditioned, or at least they weren't back in the day. Um, and, uh, the, the windows, they could open. Right. Right. But because the real issue is when you're sweaty. Uh. That's the issue. You can't get chilled too quickly because it'll bring on, you know. It'll You're, it'll kill you. It can it can lead to your death. You'll you'll get sick. Is you, what will happen okay. first. And if it's severe enough, you you might die. But anyways, um, there'd be all these little old women, although completely backed up by everybody else. Right. right? It's not just the little little women that believe this. Right. Um, but they would get up very 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 upset if you tried to like open one of the windows so a breeze could come in. 
And if you like, if you succeeded, right, and they weren't getting any wind on you, they would have looked at you like you were nuts for sitting there with breeze blowing over your sweaty body, <laughs> which is how your body cools right. itself. It's kind of the purpose it's, of sweat. It's the design of the whole thing. Right. But this is why if you're in Italy, you'll see people with scarves on in the middle of summer. <laughs> Well, they right? have to protect or, themselves. Or, or you'll see, like, um, the, the thing that I always thought was amazing, like people, uh, when they're done with, like, a workout, they, like, get bundled up, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? This is, like, the hottest you, like, it's blistering hot. Right. It's crazy humid. You're sweating, like, nuts. Right. And now you're going to put more clothing on. That's nuts. And so, yeah, colpo d'aria. That's, that was always a good one. That's a, that's a there you go. Yeah. So wind those, those are fun. I had to deal with that for two years. There should be a band called Windslap. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. They're like a they're like a metal fusion band. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, uh, well, there you go. Uh, life is wacky sometimes. Indeed, and, and it we, is. We believe some crazy things. You know what? Some people believe, Frank. What's that? Uh, that Joseph Smith. Founder of the Mormon Church, uh, translated some Egyptian papyruses, uh-huh. papyri, uh-huh. into. Don't yawn on the I'm show. Sorry, but you were boring me, Dan. Already, I was born bored. <laughs> anyway, Joseph Smith translated some papyri into into scripture, into an account of. The, it turns out that these papyri were an account of 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 what's his name abraham abraham mm-hmm. i was like i i went through like five different a names before i could get to it an account of abraham's life yeah. written in his own hand amazing in egyptian in egyptian wait yeah. a second in hieroglyphics was i i'm confused about it. i didn't realize that abraham was egyptian uh that's cuz you don't know as much as joseph smith knows Really? Yeah. Well, tell me more. Well, uh, the church has now, has now, there, there have been some problems over the years with, uh, with these. This is, this is now called the Book of Abraham, and uh-huh. it is in what the, what the, the Mormons called the Pearl of Great Price, which is a scripture that they have that is in their canon mm-hmm. of scripture. Yes. And, uh, and the, the papyri in question. Some of them were found. They thought that they were all lost. Oh, yeah. Some of them were found. And then, you know, in Joseph Smith's time, Egyptologists hadn't really worked out what all of the oh, symbols yeah. mean yeah, and yeah. everything. Well, they kind of have now. And oh. uh, how do they know? How do they know? They can't know, Dan. Oh, but they do. And no. it turns out that what he had were just sort of standard funerary uh, documents. Oh, and not oh. less. I'm just going to say this: there were less um, Abraham writing in his own hand, and more just standard funerary documents that accompanied mummies that were from the same uh, the the a traveling mummy sale exhibit uh-huh. that went through the U.S. Uh-huh. in the 18. 18- 30s, 1840s, or something like that. 1840s, yeah. Uh, and then the Mormons bought a few of the papyri, and mm-hmm. and that's how this came to be. Wow. It makes, you know, I can see why 
they would believe it. It makes sense a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, until it doesn't. Yeah. So, so what's, what's the problem? What just ha- what? Well, happened? I, I, you know uh, that we that the Mormon Church has recently been dropping some serious documents on their webpage mm-hmm. on that clearing L- things up lds.org they know there's confusion about certain topics they're, they're, and they they want to come out and state clearly what the church's position right is so the big ones have been about the church and racism in mm-hmm. the past yeah. and the and what was one of the other ones oh bah, who cares who cares oh oh the uh <laughs> The the archaeol or the D, the DNA evidence. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that works against them uh, for all of the Native Americans being. But it doesn't work all the way against them. And that's what their essay was about. Yeah. Uh, this one is about the, the Book of Abraham and the translation thereof, mm-hmm. and they've come up with a pretty clever little workaround here. Oh. Because we know that the that Joseph Smith did not the at least the documents that we have the papyruses that we have. Uh-huh. We're not translated into anything that is in the Pearl of Great Price. Right. Because it's all stuff about Osiris and... And, yeah, exactly. And, and ISIS and... And resurrection and crap, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Um, so, well, yeah. So, how did this Book of Abraham come to be? Well, it, Joseph Smith... He was a gifted man. He never... Gifted cla- from... He had gifts from God. He never claimed to know Egyptian. No. In fact, that's they point that out. Right. He didn't claim to know any language. Other than English. Well, the sentence says that he doesn't claim to know any language, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty remarkable sentence, actually. Um, but um, no, he made no claims. No. He didn't say that. So so what he did was he had these these papyruses, um, and uh, he, uh, they, they inspired him. Mm. They, 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 he, he had, he, he was able to sort of contemplate and receive revelation, right? While looking at the papyrus, God looked at Joseph Smith while he was looking at these papyruses and said, "Hey, I'm going to dictate some stuff to you. Let's just pretend it came from those those papers, okay? Yeah." yeah. And Joseph Smith was like, oh, "Oh, okay, we'll just go with that then." But Joseph Smith wasn't really clear on this whole pretending like. No, and 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 shit. Like he, was he a big, didn't know that God was like giving it to him from some other source. God was just tricking. It was just God, God was. Just, I'm just tricking. You know what? We're never gonna get you the book. The, this book of Abraham thing is was never gonna work out. Well, because Abraham so, never made it. Un, un, unlike the authors of the Book of Mormon, Abraham never made it to the New World. Right. Terribly inconvenient. Right. If you're to be given. If Joseph Smith is supposed to find something that you wrote... What's he supposed to do? Travel all the way to the Holy Land and do excavation after excavation until, you know, until until an angel tells him where to look for the the golden plates of Jerusalem? Yeah. Yeah. Not not going to happen. Not going to happen. But he should have. He should have. But he didn't. And so God God gave him these uh, papyri and said, just write down what I say. And we'll just pretend that it came off of these. And this is more or less their official stance now. Yeah, they claim, we're making light of it. They do claim that. Yeah, we're trying to make we're trying to make it more outrageous than it already is. But it, we're not really <laughs> succeeding because it's already so such a stupid concept that we don't have to embellish really at all. 
Because literally, the church is now saying, uh, you know, God just told him to write some stuff down. Yeah, that's it. And that was it. Now, they are saying that what they've done is they've left it open for each individual member to decide how they want to believe that it was that it came about because they did lose most of the papyri that these mm-hmm. came from so who knows what was on those other papyri the other ones could have had all of the stuff those were the ones those Dan. were those were the ones the, and then the ones that well, we have now were just happened to be the side see, thing dan this is how the lord works because if they'd He's still so been around they'd still been around the these these modern day egyptologists who'd figured out the whole thing who figured out how to read right. hieroglyphics and whatnot um they they would read it and they would know that joseph smith had translated it and so it would be proof that joseph smith oh, was a prophet right and we can't have proof of you that. can't have proof it you... always has to remain somewhat a, mysterious. A mystery it has to be an issue of faith this i guarantee you that line right there is going to make its way into a gospel doctrine lesson. Some some lesson somewhere. Some Absolutely. Class. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's pretty wacky stuff. Uh, the book of Abraham itself is the story of Abraham in Egypt. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a whole thing about how Abraham himself, and this is ironic considering this later story in the Bible about Abraham and his and his son, but there's a story about Abraham himself almost being sacrificed by pagan priests. Oh, my God. And then uh, making it out. Is that ironic? Well, Abraham was the one that almost sacrificed his own son. Oh, wow. So I think that's kind of ironic. Wow. That he would condemn these pagan priests for doing basically what he ends up doing later. Oh. <laughs> but see, God was telling him to do it. Right. And they were right. pagan priests. Yeah. Pagan yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Wow, bad. It, yeah, <laughs> pagan equals bad. Yeah. Well, oh, I I thought that that was clear. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that that was obvious. Um, if you want to, you can go online and find uh the images of the papyri that that are existent. They're pretty silly. They're nothing. To, they're nothing to do with the Book yeah. of Mormon. Well, here I found this on Wikipedia. Okay, always a great source of everything uh-huh. um and they had this wonderful little uh table that they'd set up that the 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 um they have one of the uh facsimiles mm. of one of the papyruses yeah and uh they have they've sort of put numbers next to certain objects right mm-hmm. and joseph smith's explanation for each of those spots oh right okay, so like okay, number one is next to this uh, bird. Kind of okay. an eagle floating in Eagle-ish the air. Eagle-ish looking thing. And uh, it says that, uh, Joe Smith said that it's the angel of the Lord. Well, uh, the explanation by non-Mormon uh, and Mormon Egyptologists uh, say that it's the, the soul of Osiris. Huh. Interesting. Right. Um, and then uh, you have, like you were talking about, Abraham fastened upon the altar. That's what Joseph Smith said it was. Uh, no, uh, it's Osiris coming to life on his couch, uh, which is in the shape of a lion. Oh. Uh, it's, a, it's a couch. I need a altar. lion couch. Yeah, no kidding. I kind of want that one. one. That's yeah. an attractive. It's pretty nice. Um, and then there's, uh, let's see where it's a good one. Um, well, so so Joseph, and then there's a guy like that looks like he's holding a knife over this guy on the couch. Mm-hmm. And the, Joseph Smith called that the uh, the idolatrous priest of Elkena. 
attempting to offer up Abraham as a sacrifice. And the explanation from the Egyptologist is that it's the god Anubis effecting uh, the resurrection of Osiris. And it's interesting. It says uh, it's Anubis who should have a jackal's head. Um, because if you actually look at the, there's a side by side. So the facsimile has sort of the, like the the Mormon filling in. The, whoever, of, whoever drew the facsimile. Whoever drew whoever the facsimile. Whoever was copying it. Um, sort of filled in the blanks because there were missing pieces. This is an old papyrus. Right. There's chunks missing from it. And so they sketched in just this guy with a head. Well, it says um, that Anubis uh, should have a jackal's head. Right. And this is also um, the, 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 the soul of Osiris, uh, which should have a human head. Right. That, that, that bird that, thing. The bird also in the, in, that, was, that was missing. Yeah. The, the, the head was missing. So anyway, so. Uh, yeah, Joe Smith may not have been exactly right with these things, but uh, apparently the Mormon church thinks... Uh, but you can find these papyri, pap- or the, the facsimiles, uh-huh. in the Pearl of Great Price. That's right. They are, they are there. I used to in... love looking at them because they were just so weird. Yeah, they're, they're cool like, looking. What, what the hell? It's, what is this? It's all very cool it's looking. unlike but... any of the other pictures in all of the Mormon canon. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's pretty funny stuff. Um, so... I it's gotten to the point now, Frank, where I feel like the LDS Church is explaining so much that they're becoming the best source to go to when you want to convince someone that it's not true. <laughs> they they're getting to the point where they're explaining, they're over explaining. Uh, where the 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 explanation is as damning as the thing they're explaining. Well, at what's this point. what's coming up next? What do you think's next, Dan? Uh, What's something that is in dire need of explanation? That 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 they're that they're going to come out with something that's just kind of the next the baffling next, about you know the next essay that they publish will be called Politi- polygamy. Just kidding. <laughs> we were just kidding about that. Oh. That, was just, that was a joke. You, do you guys think we t- we were serious about that? That was a kidding. I, that's a hard one for them to get over. They can't. Or get around. They can't get around. Because the that. Doctrine and Covenants talks about that shit. Yeah. How, what do they do? They got nothing. They, got to, I they mean, have to own it. They have to own it. But, they will, they, but, but they they'll will, always have their dumb explanation of it. Well, they'll need to write something about, like, why, for instance, uh, Wilford Woodruff, who was the president of the church <clears throat> in the, uh, in the whenever, that, whenever that was, in the... Late 1800s, maybe early 1900s, I'm not sure. 1890s? Somewhere in that right mm-hmm. region. And he was the one who, when he started his, his presidency of the church, his prophetness, his prophetdom, <laughs> he, uh, he said, we will never give up this, uh, this, this thing. Right. Which is polygamy. And then he's, he, and then he he's was, the one issued that the issues, issues the manifesto that said, we give it up. Don't worry, everybody. We are we are not doing it anymore. Yeah, but to be fair, he kept doing it. He kept doing it. Oh, you know, sure. So yeah. he was. Oh, it still happened. So all he did was just flat out. The first one wasn't a lie. The second one was. A lie. <laughs> it was. So that's fine. It was all just it was a lie of... to protect the thing that he was still doing. He was... But you talk to modern Mormons, and they they don't look for him. No, no, no. They they stopped after that. I wonder. They I wonder stopped. if there will be an essay on post manifesto polygamy, though. That would be a really good topic for them to tackle. Actually, that's one that they need to tackle. 
anyway in the same sense that they needed to tackle this kind of stuff right you know that's yeah. an easy critic because that's what they're doing they're going for the easy criticisms right they're going for what they for for what sort they're, of what their detractors are, are are hitting them hard with yeah and they're trying to uh the low-hanging fruit of anti-mormonism trying to to just bring it in we no we own that we own that we that's not really how we were i mean i guess that our prophet said that that's what we were like but mm -hmm. not really mm -hmm. so just just chill out about all that stuff it's mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. yeah i mean this whole series of articles should be titled something along the lines of keep believing everybody it's okay the internet was right about some things but we have explanations i think very little of it is for their own believers really i think that it's a lot of it is this they're trying to clean up in case there's ever another major candidate for major office so that, that, that everything's kind of in, they, they're getting their house in order. I hear is that. what I see them doing more than, because the, if they're, if they're like, if they give this big explanation and they go, but we leave it to our, our member, you know, our, our faithful to decide it for themselves. That's not really for the believers. I know. I think that it is for the believers because so many believers, because with the advent of, the internet so many people are actually going to the internet and what used to be like in our day coming up when there wasn't really any internet to speak of right we knew that we uh you know we i i at least i heard that there were anti-mormon people out there writing so scary anti-mormon books and they're just anti they're bad and, and your stomach would just get all queasy and, thinking about it and you'd get a dark feeling oh and all of that sort whatever the hell that means it's anyway adversary it was easy to like to not read those books or to dismiss it as just anti more this is just written by somebody who's against us these are people who hate us right and they're they trying they're trying to make us look bad mm -hmm. but now there's just information out there that people can just read and go wait that can't be true and then they can verify it right and I think the church is like trying to keep a mass exodus from occurring as, as people start learning all the stuff that we didn't hear that you don't hear when you're in church. <sighs> I think well, all of it. They can try. I think all of it's true. And they're, yeah, of course they're not going to succeed. They're going to just, yeah. They're feeling the fire because they're going to get people, wait, what? Going yeah. doing that whole thing. Yeah. People are going to start asking questions. And that's they do not want that. No, they don't. They that is really the last don't. thing they want. Yeah. Ugh. But I mean, the reason they're doing this is clearly because the questions are being asked. It's too late. Mm. The questions are out there. Mm. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have anything to add to this stunning conversation, please don't uh, hesitate. This is fantastic. I have. It's been great. So enjoyed it. Oh, it's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned mm -hmm. so much, Dan. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you know what I'm going to suggest first? What's that? A voicemail. Do a voicemail. Do a voicemail. 424. This is the number. This is the number that you call. 424-666-8442. Yeah. Let us hear from you. It's a call. Just call us. It's a phone call. It's a phone call. Get on your cell phone. Get on. It, you, you don't pay the long distance with the cell phone. I mean, you do if you're out of the country, but call us. Just give us a If you're out of the country, send us an email. Sure. How do they do that? 
they can uh, the email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com right or you can go onto the Facebook page and uh, send something to that or, or just read what's on there facebook.com slash TGI Atheist there's of course the Twitter feed at TGI Atheist as well yeah and there's the website thankgodimatheist.com which by the way it's like a whole thing we've got a whole f- there, we're, we're there's building tons of, there's we're, tons of things we're creating an empire so many things uh, if you want to contribute to that empire you can go to our website thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab Absolutely. and we will be oh I didn't thank our supporters hey we have new supporters oh Dan. my god I'm so glad I said that because I would <sighs> I would hate myself if I forgot that uh, so our new donors we I would like to thank officially uh, Daniel who mm-hmm. is great and uh, Jeremy. Well, thank you guys. Thank you both. They are both now monthly subscribers, and uh, and that we couldn't appreciate. We it. couldn't be more tickled uh, when you guys choose to help us out. We're we're on the road to getting stuff done here. Fantastic. So yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, thank you to Mackenzie for all your Facebook help. Yes, indeed, and thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for their music, and uh, thanks to you, kind listener for joining us on today's adventure. Bye-bye.